Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Because he's faithful, he's worthy, and there is no one like him in the church on tonight. Glory to God. We just thank God. Amen. For bringing us to another week of a dynamic program and i'm just excited so yes we gotta praise god in the church on tonight god we thank you we adore you we magnify you we just exalt you throughout the earth even as we give this broadcast to your hand so that you may have your way oh god speak to your people penetrate their heart and their mind oh god in this place so that they will be empowered and endowed in your truth so that oh god that you can use them efficiently and effectively in the world amen in the name of jesus glory 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 be unto the Lord in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. I do want to welcome each and every last one of you in the church with us on tonight. Amen. Welcome you in the church with us on tonight where we are shining the light of God's word in the church, exposing the good, the bad, and the ugly as we deal with, amen, real issues, real topics that are taking place in the church around the world throughout the nations, amen, not in just the church building, but also in you and I, who is the church, amen, in the majestic name of Jesus. My name is Apostle Deron. Zorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International, where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. And it is an honor to be your host in the church on tonight. Amen. Glory to God. And we have a very special guest in the church with us tonight. And we're going to have an absolutely powerful episode, episode on, on tonight. And I just thank God for it how he's going to release in the lives of his people as he's going to equip and train us in this absolute truth of his word so that we can be effective witnesses amen for 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 him amen um in the earth in the lives of other people amen glory to god um thank you jesus before i introduce our, our guest and i go into our topic for tonight i do want to just go in prayer for God's people. Father God, we thank you for every listener in this broadcast. We thank you, oh God, for touching every heart, every mind, meeting every need. We thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus for word of activation, word of penetration, word that will transform atmospheres. Word, oh God, of your power, of your truth that will go forth, oh God, and touch and penetrate the hearts and the minds of man and cause them, oh God, to rise up in your power, in your very word, oh God, so that they may live in purpose and do what it is that you've called forth in their life that Lord God that they will be those oh God that would that will oh God go into the hedges and the byways oh God and compel them to come that they will be a people oh God that is an outpouring of your love and no matter where they go oh God that your love would abide that your love would display in their very lives oh God drawing all men unto you God with loving kindness you said do you draw us and we thank you in this place on today oh god for drawing us so that we could be utilized by you to draw others father in the majestic name of jesus we give you glory we give you praise and it is in jesus name that we have prayed amen amen and amen to god be the absolute glory thank you jesus hallelujah 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 amen amen and amen glory to god thank you jesus tonight 
Amen in the church Like I said we have a very special guest And you guys want to get those that you know To come in and listen to this broadcast Because it's going to be absolutely powerful um, The woman of God that we have with us I mean she comes with a message of power She comes with a message of delivery She comes with a message To help God's people amen through love to be set free to be saved and to be delivered she amen glory to god thank you jesus god has strategically um given her placed inside of her strategies that in which to do to draw mankind through love and kindness no matter amen where they are what they've been through glory to god being able to look past their hurt their pain and their shame hallelujah and draw man unto them glory to god had to be an effective witness for christ amen glory to god and so for those amen who like to evangelize for those that you know even for the hurt the broken the downtrodden that is upon you amen get them on um in the church on tonight in this broadcast go ahead and share it up amen this broadcast it on your social media platforms go ahead and, and share it via email go ahead and share it you know even through text so that those that you know can get in on this um hallelujah thank you Jesus. so we can show and you can see and they can recognize how the love of god abound in us amen so that we can be free to be everything that he's called us to be amen in the majestic name of jesus our guest for tonight amen she is an atlanta native she's a two-time author who enjoys reading writing and cooking the name of her books are astray and scriptures for strippers she works for for sarah incorporation an organization to help women transition from the adult entertainment industry by providing essential by providing essentials for their new start including drug rehabilitation housing food and scholarship opportunities as the care team coordinator she spiritually counsels women and girls through their transition and responsible and is responsible for pairing them up with careful screened volunteer mentors to help equip them to help empower them to help groom them and nurture them amen to to transition into everything that god has called for for them to be amen in the majestic name of jesus i introduce to to the church on tonight sayara smith amen hallelujah thank you jesus a woman who is anointed and appointed for such a time as this miss smith welcome to the church tonight welcome in the church thank you very much hallelujah i bless god for you on tonight (laughs) i bless god for you and this show it's it's awesome that you have a platform where you um are working on different topics to help bring them into the church a lot of people don't want to talk about it i just bless god for this opportunity and this um this show tonight Amen. Glory to God. You know, I, I understand what you're talking about. You know, I've been in places where they said, no, we ain't going to talk about this. No, we're not going to deal with this. And I'm like, well, if we ain't dealing with it, who's dealing with it? How are the people going to be helped 
um, set free, healed, and delivered from the things in which they are going through. There's so many times in the church we want to push things under the rug. We want to give a close eye to it as if these things are not happening. And because of that, we keep people bound, confused, hurt okay. we keep people um in bondage we keep people amen um in 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 conditions that they don't have to be in because we want to mm-hmm. put blinders over our eyes and our faces as if these issues are not taking place in society amen um glory to god thank you jesus and you know also on tonight and if i can just throw throw something out at you because one of our listeners and they did want to um have some conversation of exploitation as well amen glory to god and so we can throw that in a little bit um down the line if that's okay and if not amen i could save it for another program amen we can do that Thank you, Jesus. You know, glory to God. And so we bless God for listeners who just who are who are really engaged, and they want to know, you know, what can we do, and and how can we identify things, and how can what can we do to help resolve real issues, real matters that are taking place right in the front of our doors, right around the corner, you know, right in 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 right in the presence, you know, of us. What can we do to be effective? And so I I just love it. Amen. Um, glory to God. You know, thank you, Jesus, um, that they would even be engaged. And so I'm, I'm excited. You know, we're going to deal with Amen. We're going to, I'm going to give this uh, floor over to the woman of God for a moment. So she can just tell you a little bit more about her books, her books that she have, uh, entered, I mean, give her any, any other information that she have about herself before we dive into conversation and about her book astray and in scrippers for scriptures for strippers amen and and what brought all this about amen hallelujah thank you jesus miss smith uh glory to god thank you jesus let the people know let them get into who you are why you do what you do amen glory to god and why you have been purposed for such a time as this well i am a retired exotic dancer uh i used to dance i danced from 2001 up until 2014 with a few breaks in between but long story short, it took me three different times to ultimately, finally transition away from that into another career. And, you know, during that time, you know, I mean, as a child, I grew up in the church. I knew God my whole life. So it wasn't a uh, a, a message um, of, you know, I, oh, I got introduced to God late. It's just the fact that, you know, just because you know God doesn't mean that you will do everything right. And so um, the book Astray is a book about a girl who begins to um, work in the strip club with a, with a goal in mind to help her grandma, but ends up doing some other things and becoming involved with things that kind of blindsided her. Uh, and it also <clears throat> has a um, character who is married. It's a man that's married who comes in to visit her at the club, and he becomes enamored with her, and he wants to have a relationship with her because he is being cheated on by his wife and she's not even hiding it uh, basically a lot of the characters in the book go off of the path that they're on and they that their thought processes take them to another place off of what they're supposed to be on basically everybody goes astray and so mm-hmm. you know towards the end everybody kind of finds their way um but you know the wages of sin are death so some people don't make it but that's just to illustrate you know the path that we're on you know we are on the right street you know, we can make a turn and it be a dead end and we can die because that's what we get when we are living in sin. 
and grace and mercy will save us because we can make another turn and get back on the right path. But as long as you know you're astray and you are trying to seek God's faith, you will be saved. And so that's basically what that book is about. And, um, and it's a fiction. It's just, you know, a story. And I've seen so many things in the club, and I know so many different scenarios. Um, I just felt like I could write a book so easily, you know, just about just from the people I know, just from the things that I've seen. And so um, I just wrote a little fiction book. But uh, Scriptures for Strippers wasn't going to be a book. It was just my personal compilation of my favorite scriptures that got me through my life. And because I identified myself as a stripper, that was a large part of my self I guess I guess how I saw myself you know tell me about you I'm a stripper you know I don't I didn't tell people that but that's how I saw myself and even when I wasn't at work I saw myself as a person who was shunned and shamed and if people did know things about me they would not accept me and so I needed to have that reassurance in the background of my mind that God loves me and he have a relationship with me. So really people's opinion of me doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, I had to get right with him. And he started to pull me in, just like you said before, draw me to his will. And so now that, you know, he has uh, delivered me from working inside of the club, you know, my, my goal and my calling on my life that God has revealed to me is to help other people come out. Because a lot of times we just abandon those women because we feel like, I mean, you know, they want to do that. Or, <clears throat> you know, it's really a threat. A lot of people are threatened by those women who have the ability to seduce their man or look better than them. And, you know, if you have some, some issues within yourself, you can't help somebody else. And so these are the things that I don't deal with, and I know what they're dealing with. So God has called me to them, although I ran for a while away from it. <laughs> but God brought me back to it through this book to minister to the women where they are, because I know the things that they're dealing with as a stripper in the club. And I know that I know what scriptures kept me in line and kept me from being able to be tempted and tainted um by that lifestyle and so you know nobody comes out squeaky clean you know i still have some residue you know that need to be scrubbed and washed and you know com continually brought before god to work on me and purge me but you know the fact that so much grace and mercy was bestowed upon me in that environment you know you have to be under his grace you can't be doing your own thing and hoping that god is going to save you you can't be going uh getting in everybody's car leaving and going with places and being all in men faces and you know, just being flying by the seat of your pants. You're not flying by the word of God. You're flying by the seat of your pants. And a lot of times, you know, people want to split hairs with me. Well, God is not in a strip club. But, you know, the Bible says he's omnipotent. The Bible mm -hmm. says he's everywhere at the same time. So I'm going to need you to, you know, re explain to me why you're going to tell me that he's not where I was because you wasn't there or because it's somewhere you would never go or somewhere you want to go, but you know you can't handle it because you will be filled with lust if you went. So, I, I, you know, just not let, allowing people to impose their, you know, whatever they want to impose on me, help me understand how to fight spiritual battles because the devil will always attempt to convince you that whatever you're doing for God is not right or he will try to convince you that if you haven't been doing a certain thing a certain way for a certain length of time that God can't use you and that's just a lie and you know the people who are charged to help people who are spiritually uh, ill 
sometimes have too many issues to help them get delivered. They have too many um, because a demon can't cast out a demon. And so we have to know that just because, you know, you wasn't doing what I was doing doesn't make you better than me. See, Mm -hmm. what, what, what God has revealed to me is that because I'm from that environment, I, I'm not affected by nothing is going to catch me off guard in there because I did it for so long. And I've never, and it's so crazy. I feel like a grandma <laughs> to sit and listen to the stories. And I'm like, I've been through everything. Or I at least seen it. I at least knew about it. Like, none of this is shocking to me. Like, nothing is throwing me off. And I'm just like, you know, I don't understand why people want to come to me and talk to me about this. It's because you have the answers. God is telling me. You know, tell them about me. You're going to direct them to me. That's why they're coming to you. It's not about, well, you know, I'm so smart or I got this much experience. It's like God said, you have been in this situation so many times and you have turned to me and I have helped you. So you have to tell them how to get to me, too, because if they can't call on me in there, they will Mm -hmm. never make it out. Amen. You know what? If they if they don't. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We, because we're gonna go further in this thing. Um, now we gotta be we, we gotta be recalled, and that's why it's important that we know this word of truth, even for ourselves. Like I said, um, David says in the Psalm one thirty nine, he said this. Amen. He said, "Look, if I go up to heavens, you are there. If I make my bed right. in hell, you are there." Amen. You are right there with me. And so he is, that's like you said, he's an omnipresent God. So he is absolutely everywhere. And if if he, and it said, look, if he picked me up out of the muck and the mire, where's the muck and the mire? Mm Now, if Jesus was among the tax collectors and the prostitutes, y'all come on now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When he when he wasn't in the church, and see, many times see, we want to clothe ourselves in church because you said something real good. We want to clothe ourselves in church, amen. And 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 be around those um, who clothe themselves in church, and and as if we are set free, healed, and delivered. And if we are, when those when you're set free, healed, and delivered, you're no longer in the church. You're going out there for the sick because Jesus said, "Look, I didn't come." for the well I came for the sick and you mm. said look de- the enemy, a devil can't cast out another the devil and so when you haven't been delivered wow. with things in your life it hinders you from right. going out to help somebody else because when the power of God amen begin to resonate in your life that's all you can eat sleep think and breathe how can i help somebody else come out of some things that i've been through how can i help somebody else lead them to christ that becomes our mindset and so it is time out for us having a form of godliness and deny his power and deny his power to work and operate and move in our lives let him deliver us so that we let him truly deliver us, you know. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. we can be set free, healed, and delivered. So that we can be the light of the world. He said, you're the light of the world. Amen. You are a city on the hill that cannot be hidden. But that's only when you allow him to deal with those things that's on the inside of you. So that you can go into dark places. Why we need to be the light? We got to be the light because we got to go in dark places. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. So that he can show up and shine. Amen. So that oh, so that mankind can be drawn unto Him. Glory to God. Thank right. you, Jesus. Remember, even when Amen, when you turn the light at the at nighttime, all the bugs draw to the light bulb. Mm-hmm. Draw to the light. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the light is attractive. 
Amen. And so I want to I want to just dive in so many different conversations because you just don't riled up so much stuff. <laughs> well, I just want to say so right quick before go we ahead. go because you just we're talking about the light, you know. Because my question is to the people who are who claim to be of God and from the church because those are the people that come against me a lot. They want to come against me and tell me that, you know, the scriptures for strippers, that's an abomination and all this stuff. And I'm like, you haven't even researched it. And, you know, I can see that you feel like you're on fire for the Lord. But my question is, what what are you doing with that fire? Are you burning people to death or are you warming them? If you're not if you're not bringing them with warmth, you are not helping the kingdom of God. If you are burning people and beating people with the Bible, you are not bringing people to God. So I, I understand you know, that you have a zeal, but what is your zeal for? It's not, don't, don't worry about what it's against. Worry about what it's for. Because you are supposed to be understanding that the love of God is supposed to help you see past what a person is doing and into who they are, who they will be once they become a part of the kingdom of God or once they understand their function in the kingdom of God. But if you are too busy trying to figure out and tell them what they are doing in their actions and all of that stuff, you are missing the point. And you don't have, the Holy Spirit is not in that. You know what I mean? It's not about you making sure that they do what they're supposed to do. Because even if they do what they're supposed to do, and if their heart not right, and their spirit is weak, they'll be right back there. That's why I tell you, I was I had to leave three times. You see what I'm saying? Because I wasn't spiritually strong enough to, to stand on the Word of God. And I had to really get into the Word of God to understand what the promises of God was so that I would not be leaning on my own understanding, so that I would not be trying to figure out, well, look, if I can't get $500 a day, I don't think I can make it. But the Bible says that God is a provider. If I cannot minister to myself through the Word of God, and if I don't have anybody to, to minister and pour into me about what God is saying about being a child of God, then there is no purpose. There is no reason. And so if you come in and you trying to you call yourself trying to get people to come to God, but you're burning them and you're setting people on fire to kill them, you are not being effective or efficient in the body of Christ. That's making more enemies than 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 drawing people in. And uh, it, and it's a very slippery slope because, you know, we we, we we know that spiritual warfare is not with flesh and blood. But then we start treating people like mm-hmm. they are the demon. Mm-hmm. You have to cast the demon out. But if you can't cast the demon out, that's not your, that don't give you permission to just start beating the person to death. Jesus did not beat nobody. He didn't beat a demon out of nobody. He called it out with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have it, then you know you got you just got to go back to the drawing board and get it for yourself. But don't try to don't try to beat somebody else or burn somebody else because you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to cast out and bring into the kingdom of God. Amen. Let's let's just talk about this because this is the thing. Amen. We know that even, I mean, deliverance. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We don't. And even us, if, and we will be honest. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. Let us just be honest in the church, right? Amen. And we will be honest with who we are. We know that deliverance is not, um, it is not something that we what we acquire all at one time even those that are right, in the church it. from the pulpit to the back door to the usher at the door we are still being delivered through from something we're still going mm-hmm. through a transition of deliverance you got to understand yes when he told joshua them that hey we you're gonna conquer the land 
I'm going to give you this land, but I'm not going to give it to you all at one time. Why? Because he said, look, the part, the portion that if I give it to you all at one time, then the portions that's not occupied, the wild heck is going to grow and all this other stuff is going to take place because you won't be and you won't have what's needed or necessary or the time to cultivate it. So I'm going to let you conquer component by component, piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So as you conquer piece by piece and set everything in order with the place the places that you have conquered and let it and so that the people can dwell there then you can take over you can begin to possess the other the other places in the land and so and that's the same mm-hmm. way with our deliverance uh, amen glory to god unless we be alive because amen to say that that we are not amen being delivered from something yeah keep continuing being delivered from something amen glory to god because hey i might come out of out of the club but still with me coming out of the club i still have to deal with my daddy issues i still got to deal with my rejection i still got to deal with low Mm self-esteem i still got to deal mm -hmm. with all the hurt i still got to deal with my anger i got to deal with Mm -hmm. my resentment i got to still deal with all those other things we got to understand girl y'all gonna make me that's good that's good come on we gotta understand amen Mm -hmm. in in the church and stop trying to act like we so holier than thou that Mm -hmm. we can't that we stop we want to be like the pharisees and the sadducees to hinder the people amen from receiving God, from being delivered, from being set free we we, we need to stop being there because the word tells us it said woe unto you because if you want to be the door that if you want to be the door that keep God people from getting unto him, God is, you're going to have to feel the wrath of God. The judgment of God will be upon you. Amen. That mm-hmm. is what you don't understand. You need to go back and ask God, God cannot give me understanding. He said, anybody ask wisdom, if anybody need, seek wisdom or you need wisdom, he said, go ask him. You, we need to go right. ask him that. And amen. In mm-hmm. in scripture, in scriptures for scriptures, you know, amen. It, it is definitely a, appropriate. It is definitely what's needed, so people can go through their process of deliverance, their process of what it is that they need, so that they can come mm-hmm. out and not just come out, so that they can be whole, so they can have just like you said yeah. the strength that they need, so that, so that, amen, that they can that they can move into a place into the place into that in which god has called for for them to do in their lives and i just thank god amen glory to god that even as you use your journal as you journal your way through so that you can be even in the position right now in your purpose to even go mm. back into those places to go help of those young women to find out who they are find their identity how to say love themselves so that, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, they can become who it is that God has called forth for them to be. Y'all, let's not get it twisted in the church. Let's not get it confused in the church. Amen. In the in the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah, glory, glory, glory amen. to God. This thing is so powerful um, right here. Y'all, y'all want to go ahead, y'all go ahead and um, hallelujah, share it on your broadcast and get them, get them. Get them in in the church on tonight because we're going we gonna, we dealing with the real. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Dealing with real issues, real matters. Amen. That we need to that need to be addressed. So, um, woman of God, I, I want to talk about this because no one, you know, n- no one wakes up and decide that they want to be amen you know in in that place or that no one wakes up and decide that they want to be in down the path that sometimes the lifestyle could lead lead one into 
right you know um so i want to just talk about for a moment just so that the audience would kind of know what is the mindset you know when when you're in a place because you talked about astray where one may have came in there to say you know some usually generally what we hear some things that it's hard you know i'm just going to go in here get some money so that i can pay for my education and then i'm coming out mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what are what are some of the things that could cause somebody to get in or you know or lead somebody in that direction number 1 lead them in a direction get in it and then get trapped Well it's a trap by itself just being what it is it's a trap uh and if if you are to look online and to look at the women who are in that industry they literally call it the trap when they post mm-hmm. well I'm getting ready to go to work they don't say I'm going to work they say I'm going to the trap so it's it's with it just being the club, it is a trap. When you go in, there are so many uh, traps set for you to not come out that uh, it, that's what makes it so hard to come out. But what makes you go in, uh, a lot of times people just want fast money. A lot of girls want attention. A lot of girls want uh, a high level of competition against other females. Another, uh, a lot of them are bound by sexual immorality, and they love women, and they want to be around naked women. Um, that's their currency. And I'm, I'm trying to define all of the different currencies because it's not always about money. It's about attention. It's about getting some type of need met. You know, if you have a God-sized hole, you know, sometimes you try to fill it with things that satisfy your flesh or make you feel better. And, you know, it's an unlimited supply of alcohol and drugs in that place. It's also an unlimited supply of men who um, come in to give people attention. But you have to understand, as a woman who's getting into that, is that everybody has motives. (laughs) And you have to understand that. Even if you're getting what you want, you have to give up something. And a lot of times when you come in and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to get this money. Uh, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm just worried about getting my, you know, paying my rent or taking care of my kids or getting my man out of jail, getting my mom out of jail, uh, trying to help support my brothers and sisters. You know, some of these situations are dire. But what you have to understand is that the devil can smell desperation. And if you are not girded up with understanding that God is your provider, then he will be able to come in and sniff on you and feel and smell the the lack on you and exploit that. And so that's how it ties into the uh, uh, adult, adult entertainment with the exploitation because when you come in and you reveal to people what's really going on in your life and you are suffering, you are struggling, a lot of people will take advantage of that. And they'll have you doing some things that you wouldn't rather, you know, you wouldn't usually do just because you expose some things about you that really only God can should know or should be helping you with. And that, for example, you know, your daddy issues is not something that you tell a man because he's not going to use that for you. He will use that against you. When you start to talk about abandonment, you know, and talking about how you don't really have a lot of family, you know, you're exposing yourself. It's just like playing cards with somebody and showing them your hand. You can't expect to win the game if they know your whole hand and you don't even know what they holding. So, it's, it's hard to be in there and really know the right move to make because everything moves so fast. Uh, you know, your job all night long is to be in a room full of people, to walk around and talk to them, get them to like you enough to give you some money. <laughs> and everybody's not the same. So just by that fact alone, you might start to lose your mind. You know why? Because you got to be everything to everybody. 
That's literally your job. Your job is to walk around and smile and talk to one, make one laugh, be over here, flirt with this one, be over here, um, make promises over here. You know, it's it's just you, you're all over the place. And it's just so much set up for sin in there. It's ridiculous. And, you know, we, 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 we make it seem like it's real. It, you know, it's okay. It's not that bad. But over a period of time, it starts to erode your spirit. It starts, it's like acid. It starts to burn you slowly. And you don't really understand why you're in pain or why you have panic attacks or why you're so sad, why you're so depressed, why you're so mad. You know, you suffer so much rejection in there when you're walking around all day and you say, would you like a dance? And somebody say, no. <laughs> hmm. What can you say? You know, your job is to get money from them. When they say no, that's a blow to how you feel about yourself. And it's a blow to your money. It's a blow to your self-esteem. It's a, it's a, you take licks and you know, it's just little tiny licks, a thousand, you can die by a thousand cuts. And so that's one of the things that, that pulls you in more because now you want to compete. You're like, okay, they told me no, but they told her yes. And so a lot of the women start looking at other people and just co- trying to compete with other females because the men change, but the females stay the same. So it becomes a competition against the other females. And that's where the body augmentation starts to happen. You know, you're changing how your body looks with these surgeries and these shots and, you know, these pills and trying to stay energetic and, you know, trying to be happy and fun. So now you're drinking, you know, you want to chill out because you got anxiety and now you're smoking. And, you know, it just, it's just a lot of the things inside of the trap start to give you um, spiritual diseases to where now you have an addiction problem. With first, you just had a daddy issue problem. Now you have addictions and you have a daddy issue problem and you have depression. Now you have anxiety. Now you feel lonely because you and isolated because you can't talk to anybody about what you're doing to fill those voids. Because when a man does tell you that you are beautiful and that he'll give you a hundred dollars just to sit next to him, or he'll give you a thousand dollars just to go home with him, you start to feel like you're solving the problem, but you're digging a hole to make yourself a different problem. Because after you get to his house and he don't have a thousand dollars and he tie you up, or you get raped, or or you go over there and you start liking him and he don't like you back and you reject it all over again, you abandon all over again, it just exacerbates the issue that was first there. And so with me having a daddy issue, um, that was one of the things that I felt was raw in there. Just the attention from the man, I was almost afraid of it because I know, I said, this is not real. Nobody really want me. You know, I think, and I always make a joke that, you know, I had low self-esteem, but that kind of saved me. <laughs> Because if I believed, if I had the spirit of vanity, who knows where I would be? You know what I'm saying? The, the spirit of vanity, the, the men who, who use the spirit of vanity against women, take them. And those are the women that end up on back page. Those are the women. Oh, you're so beautiful, girl. You'll make so much money. I'm like, I'm, I'm not that cute. <laughs> I know you lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I don't believe I'm going to get paid just for being cute. That's not that's not what I believe. Um because I know there's so many other beautiful women in here um, that I don't think that I'm the most beautiful. And so the devil uses your desperation against you. But your desperation can be used for good because when you're desperate for God, you are always winning. You are always seeking him. You are in the word trying to find out what he wants you to do, and you're desperate to be in his will. That is the most blessed life and the most blessed desperation to have. And when I came to that place in my life, that's when I started to see 
how wrong I was before and um just how how I was desperate for God to just 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 be smiling on me and I know that um me having that desperation for him saved me from even considering doing anything that the devil was tempting me to do Amen. And and I mean, you said so many different things. And so, you know, as I'm just hearing you talk and hearing you talk about, you know, the different attributes in which will cause or draw a woman to to come and be coming to the trap. Um, but and at the end of the day is to feel some form of void to fill a void right. to feel some form of need and you know we always when whenever there is a need that we have and you talked about desperate you know desperation um i, I was beginning also to hear you say that look that that void that we have when we're searching in the wrong places and looking for the wrong thing we just continue to get re-wounded we continue to open up that wound it continues to bring us even into a lowlier state or cause that wound to be deeper you know within yeah. our lives and it keeps us in a cycle and then it add other conditions to our lives it had mm-hmm. it add other conditions you know on unto our lives and then we're dealing with stuff that we that we didn't come in with but now we have mm-hmm. adopted because because we're trying to fill that void with the wrong thing and you know i heard you mm-hmm. saying being desperate for god putting that place of desperation or knowing where your supply source is knowing where it is and what it is that you need to tap into so that you can obtain you know um you can obtain that in which sustains you that in which fulfills you not that which mm-hmm. will use and abuse you and keep you in a place in a in a place that's void you know um you mm-hmm. know over in the book of, of uh, I think it's over in the book of Luke, is that, you know, when the woman had lost her coin, you know, her t- she had 10 and she lost one, she was immediately, she felt the void, you know. And sometimes mm, we go mm. through things in our lives where we, where we, things happen to us or we lose things. Oh, God, mm-hmm. we, we lose things. Amen. We may lose our innocence. Amen. We mm-hmm, we may mm-hmm, lose mm-hmm. A, a parent, and you know, and and by a parent not being there, or you know, we may mm. you know we may lose we may lose so many different things, and that void take place in our lives, and so and many a times you know we begin to search in the dark. We begin mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. search in the dark, and searching in the dark mm. would lead us into places where, amen, whether it's promiscuous behavior, lead us into places where now I, I have, I'm on drugs, or now I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm I got alcohol to try to fill my void. Some people is overeating, right? Some, you know, mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eating food to fill that void. Some people is work. Some mm-hmm. people, y'all don't get it twisted. Some people is church. I go hide myself mm-hmm. in church. It ain't about relationship being in church. I'm just trying to do whatever I can do to try to be preoccupied so that I won't have to experience to see, so that I won't have to experience the void so that I can just try to keep preoccupied. You know, these things keep us preoccupied so that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we won't have to deal with those things. But the key right. is this. What that woman did when she felt that void, she turned on the light. And see, mm. when we don't turn on the light and we're, we're searching in the dark, we bumping into all type of things. We're engaging with all type of things that we can't see. We don't know the danger that's around the corner, that's down the street, that's just a step ahead of us because we really can't see. We're just trying to feel our way through life. 
and start to turn on mm-hmm. the light so that we can see and that we can appropriately begin to clean. Because she turned on the light, and once she turned on the light, then she was able to appropriately clean the house. Mm, clean the good. house so that she can find her coin. And when she cleaned the mm. house, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, she was able to find her coin, but at the same time, cleaning the house, she was able to sweep out those things that, you know, how we mm. put things under the rug, and we just put it under the rug, oh, yeah. we just hide things in our heart, we just keep it all bundled mm-hmm. up, and all those other things keeping us in void places, so she was able to take that rug up and move all that stuff that was under the rug, get it out of the house, find her coin, so she could be whole again, but it started by mm. her turning on the light. And as the light, right. ex- the light exposed the things that was in the area, in the atmosphere, that even brings us back to Genesis. Genesis 1, when, amen, the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the deep. When he said, mm-hmm. let there be light, and the light came, then he was able to form the earth. He was able to transform. He was able things to begin to formation. So nothing takes place in our life until the light Amen. And so the light comes forth. The light is the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. That it begins to unfold in our lives so that I so that we can become, be shaped and molded into who it is that God has called forth for us to be, so that we can be whole. We can begin to move and operate in our authentic selves. Amen. Glory to yes, God. Thank amen. you, Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. That was good. Thank you, Jesus. That just that, that made me think of something because you know what I what I face when I am ministering to people and I and I understand you know the frustration of spiritual leaders is when people have made peace with their demons because they don't identify them as demons they identify them with their self but when you come close to God you have to understand that you're going to share some things and you're not going to be the same person mm-hmm. so if you're not cleaning your house properly. It's just mm-hmm. like you seeing some dirt on the floor and just saying, that's a part of my house. Mm-hmm. You have to still clean it. If your house is not clean, it's not healthy for you to live in it. Right. And so just because it's in your house don't mean it's a part of your house. You know, that's how the people become hoarders and they become, their houses are unlivable. They have mm-hmm. to demolish the whole thing because they don't know what to throw away. They keep everything. Anything that come in there, they keep it because it's theirs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to understand what's, what's ours and what's not. You know, when the devil present me with something, I don't need to accept it just because it's presented to me. You know, if, if this is something that, that I do and it's been revealed to me that God is saying, you know, that's not really how I would have you behave or that's not something that should be in your life. You know, the devil trying to make you feel like, well, it is in your life. I mean, what you going to do? I'm going to get rid of it if God telling me to. But we have to have that reverence for God. We have to have that respect for God to know that when he moves something out, it don't need to be there. And we can be whole with less things. We can be whole being different. And we have to upgrade ourselves. We have to know that if we do stop being a certain way, that we are improving, and that's bringing us closer to God. The enemy wants to trick you into keeping that dirt and not find. So you can find the you can find the, the coin in your house, but you know you can move the dirt around, but don't get a, get it out of the mm-hmm, house. You see mm-hmm, what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you see and see. So it's kind of like, well, just sweep it, but don't take the trash out. That don't right. make sense. 
Right. But but the devil will have you feeling like you're doing something, and you you know you feel like mm. you're moving for God, but it's like you still got to sweep it and get it in the trash, and then take the trash outside of the house so that your house is actually clean. Instead of it being straightened up, it need to be cleaned up. Like my oh, mom used to say, "Don't just good. straighten my house, clean my house." <laughs> that's good. That's good right there. That's good. Amen. And that's real good. And you know, as I was hearing you talk, you know, the very first that what came to my mind was identity. Amen. Mm. What came to my mind was was identity. And so many times, you know, we want to identify with our pain. We want to, those things become our identity. And because they Mm -hmm. become our identity, then that's how we live. That's how we operate. And, you know, God wants to get us to a place where he wants to say, look, I don't want you to identify with your past, your hurt, your pain, your confusion. I don't want you to identify with rejection and low self-esteem and insecurity. I want you to identify with who you really are. So many a times we're Mm -hmm. living in a life in a world with a fake, a false identity. Amen. Mm. Living in, 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 in the world, you know, um, that, that is not ours because we have bought the lie and deception of the enemy. And the word tells us, look, buy the truth and do not sell it, gaining wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because it's only in the truth where we're going to be set free. It said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so the word, the text tells us, I believe in, in Genesis that it says, amen, that, that we are made in God's image and light. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness and so hallelujah thank you jesus and that's why we got to get the word that's why amen our scripture our text is important so that we can begin to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can know the perfect will of god so that we can find our true identity which is in christ jesus so that we will no longer identify with things um people and places to keep us trapped in a fake idea, in a false reality, in a false identity, yes. um, and, and, and bound mm-hmm. and shackled, living beneath who it is that God has called for for us to be and what it is that God has called for us to do, saying that, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's good. I'm flawless because the word, the word of God, you know, said, it said the word of God is flawless, and I am the, I'm the word of God, ooh. And amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, that I am perfect in my entirety, lacking absolutely nothing. And when I can understand Mm -hmm. those things, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, then I won't begin, I won't search in the dark when I know everything I need is in the light. I know that my supply Mm -hmm. is in the light because he said, look, I'm going to supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. And that's my emotional needs, my psychological needs, as well as my physical needs, every, any need that I may have, he's going to supply. Mm-hmm. But we have to first come into that reality. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and to do that, and God uses us in the earth, just like he used Jesus in the earth to go from one place to the next place, to go and sit with the tax collector, to hang out with the prostitutes, to hang out with those that were sick and things of that nature, so that they could be introduced to a powerful God. And so that's why we mm. can't be afraid to go into the byways and the highways to go into the strip clubs to go, um, amen, on the street corners where the prostitutes and the drug dealers at, and, you know, and all those things to go around those that are homeless to bring forth the light. He said, I mm-hmm. called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. And so God want to use us in the earth to go and, 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 and travel through the earth. Amen. So that we can light up the world. So uh, mankind can be drawn unto him amen in the name of jesus 
glory to God. And so, amen, like I said, it's just so powerful. And even as we're just dealing with, we're in the month of February, which uh, uh, which is something they deal with a lot. You know, you know, I tell them, I've told them, and telling them all month, look, I know that this is a love month, but every day is a love day. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus. So just want to deal with that, you know, for a moment. You know, you, I, you talked about daddy issues, and I, I highlighted something in your book here. I think you talked about the princess syndrome, you know, um, in, in your book. And so we can just talk about that for a moment because, you know, I think that's, that's vitally important and not for just, you know, those that are in the strip clubs. I think that, you know, even other people that's dealing with other areas in their lives, you know, one person, Mm -hmm. it may have led them to the strip clubs, but other people it's leading them to other things drugs, alcohol, overeating, um, workaholics, shopaholics, and all all these other things. Amen. Courts of God. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Mm -hmm. that for a moment. Well, so with the princess syndrome, you know, a lot of people are, first of all, you know, everybody grew up on Disney. You know, we love Mm -hmm. Disney movies, Cinderella, Snow White, all of that. We just pros and all of it. My prince charming. And so as a female. Uh-huh. I said, well, my prince charming, right. Right. Go I mean, ahead. you know, yeah, we, we're, we're looking for, you know, us. When we see those type of images as females, we just expect to experience that. And then if we're lucky enough or cursed enough to have a daddy that will um, perpetuate that lifestyle and just, you know, keep you having everything that you need and give you everything you want without you having to work for anything. You have no work ethic behind what you get. Uh, and you are used to just saying anything you want to say and there's no repercussions for what you say or do, then that's setting you up, you know, because, you know, a princess mm-hmm. just gets her way and a queen rules, you know, and she, nobody can oppose her except the king, which is her husband. So um, it's really just um, bringing me back to another pl- point that I, that's really, God's really been dealing with me is about love. You know, hey man, because we, that's we gonna be my like, next thing I was gonna talk to you about. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Because see, when we feel, <laughs> when we're looking for love, we feel like that's uh, unconditional acceptance, right? And that's all fine and good. But love also chastises. Love yes, also does. checks and questions. Love also it, it teaches and it disciplines. So mm-hmm. if you grew up under the, under the princess theory, or you got the princess syndrome going on, there is no love where mm-hmm. it can build you. You're mm-hmm. not experiencing love from your parent that's going to help you. The reason that the Bible is saying that, you know, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child, is because if you do not get her used to being chastised when she's out of line, she's not going to make it because mm-hmm. the wages of sin is death. So if she is doing, if she is sinning, if she is misbehaving as a child and nobody is checking her, when she goes out into the world and she's misbehaving, she might become a victim of domestic violence mm-hmm. because a man is not dealing with all of that. And I'm not excusing, I'm not saying that's, you know, that he's, he's right for hitting her, but you have to understand and teach her that you cannot do all of what you're trying to do without some type of uh, consequence or repercussion. So if you are you know a woman who has had her daddy in her life and you know you you've been on a pedestal your whole life and you just or you don't come down for you got a whole list of stuff that you want but you ain't got a list of nothing that you gonna do for it then you are setting yourself up for a man to come in and exploit that because a lot of these pimps understand the princess syndrome way too well 
So you get the girls who always had everything they want, and then when it's time to hit adulthood and they got to work for something, all they're doing is looking for a man to just fill in what their daddy left on. And so if you got a man that knows what to say, he's going to be able to get you to do whatever he wants you to do. And that's why it's so confusing. Well, she had her dad in her life. Why she end up on the pole? She had her dad in her life. Why she end up a prostitute? Because that man came in and was telling her good stuff like her daddy did. Mm -hmm. Like she's such a princess. She's such a queen. That's why I told you. That's why I said before. Having low self-esteem kind of saved me. <laughs> like, look, you ain't finna do all that for me. I don't believe that. But, you know, it wasn't about how I felt about myself. It was just that. I did not believe, my mama did not raise me to just be beautiful, or just be pretty, just be cute, just be sexy, just be fine. That's the only thing a female have to do. A female have to be smart. A female have to think for herself. A female have to work. She have to earn what she have. And if you don't teach a work ethic, it kind of backfires because you spend your whole life trying to figure out the easy way to get something. Mm -hmm. And see, when we get a relationship with God, a lot of people just feel like, well, I got God now. I'm going to get whatever I want. Listen, it's a lot of stuff that you want that's not in the will of God, so you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that you have to give up what you want in order to be in the kingdom to serve the people who are in need. It's not about wants. It's about needs. And God was going to, he's going to supply all your needs. But, you know, them wants is what begin you in trouble. You know, you want some shoes at the mall, but you need to pay your bill. <laughs> but you only got one piece of money. <laughs> so the question is, are you going to be obedient and disciplined and a good steward over what God has given you? Or are you going to be a princess and you just, well, I do whatever I want to do. I'm buying shoes. I'm buying clothes. I'm buying this. I want that. I should be spoiled. I should be uh, pampered. I should be, you know, this is love. If you love me, I should have what I want. No. Because you are loved by God, you're always going to have what you need. That's the, the, the thing that keeps people in confusion about that th theory of love and God, because you're not going to get whatever you want. When I go to church and I see folks shouting and throwing, throwing I call them holy tantrums. You sit up here throwing, you throwing your shoes all across the room and falling and rolling all in the floor because you're screaming and crying that you want God to just give you your way. That's what I see sometimes. When I see people uh, going and talking about how God is going to do it, God is going to do it, ask, ask, if God is going to do it, you have to ask him, uh, is this what God wants you to do? If you've been waiting on something for a long time, because God does not withhold any good thing from us. That's what the Bible says. And if he is withholding it, is it really good for us? And even if it's a good thing, it could be detrimental to you, because if it comes in between you and your relationship with God, then it's going to hurt you. And that's why sometimes God don't even let you have that type of stuff because it's not good for you. It might be good for somebody else because they can handle it. They can still execute and perform and do what they're supposed to do for him because they have had that spiritual maturity to know that their needs is going to be met and that they, they, they have to just want what God wants them to want. Or they're working for the devil and they have already sold their soul to get whatever they want, but they're going to pay later. But the princess syndrome sets up women to be victims again and again in adulthood. And it's like, you know, we always just say, well, if they had the daddy in the house, uh, she would have been better or she would have been different or she would have never did this or that. A lot of times, your daddy is the one that messed you up. And I'm going to let it go right there. I'm <laughs> yeah, you said so many different things that I want to address, you know, in in this conversation um on tonight i mean just so many different things um i, I want to start here and then i'm gonna get i'm gonna get over to the 
the um the the princess um the the princess um syndrome um glory to god thank you and it all ties in um also because you're talking about you know how people um when you still have a, you know, I think you said something about a, um, a tender tantrum, spiritual tender tantrum, or whatever, and you're saying, <laughs> okay, um, I, I need, I mean, God gonna do this, God gonna do that, and, and, and stuff being withheld, and things of that nature, but you gotta, we gotta understand, sometimes God, God made us, make us wait, because he's looking at our motives, Yes, he Lord, look at that, he look right at there. our that's motives, that, that right our mm-hmm, motives, and mm-hmm. what it is that we are doing while we're asking. You know, even when we're going mm-hmm. in prayer, we got to say, why, why, why am I asking for what I'm asking? Is it for my own selfish reason? Is it so that I can right. be like the Joneses? Is it, my God, is it so that I can show off that I got this, or I got that, or are you asking mm. because you need that thing to build the kingdom? Are you asking right. for that thing because you're going to put it in use in God's house? You're going to put it in use to do the work for the Lord. Or are you just doing it because your motives, because you're trying to impress somebody else? Right, right, right. He said, and what kind of look you ask, you ask in a mist. Right. You're asking a miss. When you ask for it out of selfish vein, when you're asking mm-hmm. for for your, you know, because you just want to be self, you got selfish reasons for you asking, yes, God won't give it. Then we got another, mm-hmm. the other side where, amen, glory to God, that that he have to, you have to wait because he's looking for your maturity. Until you get mature to handle a thing, it's not going to manifest in your life. Because mm-hmm. the maturity mm-hmm. is not there. And so you have to get to that place where you've grown and mature. Well, you know what, God, I don't, this ain't for me. This is for you. I need this so that the work that you call for me to do can be done. And and, and so many times we want to treat God, you know, we want to pimp God. Mm. Or amen, glory to God, or as if God is a genie, or you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. That hey, let me come and rub you, and 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 you know, since we since we dealing with strippers on today, or mm-hmm. you know, those are prostitutes and things of that nature. Oh, let me perform certain things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you know I can rub you this way, or do this, or do that, and then I can get what it is I want. And see, we bring that that same mentality into the house of God, right. You know, God, right. let me do this. And so we do things and we try to, we do things and, and we ask for things. And sometimes we even do works in our heart. That's why I love that God checked the motives of our heart, that we do things. Yeah. We even come and do things in the church with the whole motive of, you know, I'm going to get this for God. You know, I be laughing at people sometimes, you know, they get in a little trouble, this going on and stuff like that. Then instantly they start paying tithes as if they didn't know they were supposed to do that mm-hmm. from the beginning. But, you know, they, they doing it because they just trying to, you know, they, they think that they they are manipulating God. Okay, so now let me Come go on. ahead and pay my tithes and stuff of that nature. So you're just being a trick. Come on. And so, you know, let me pay my tithes. And so if I pay my tithes, then now God will get this in order. You know, if I do this, so you have a manipulative motive behind you, mm. what you are doing. God knows the motive of your heart. That's why he look at mm-hmm. heart. You may be fooling those that are around you. And people may be saying, okay, she getting it right. She getting it in order because they don't see that nastiness that's in your heart. They don't see that your motive behind you doing it because you're really doing it out of selfish reason. You ain't doing it because you love God and you have a true authentic relationship with God. You doing it because, hey, I'm going to come and rub this genie. I'm going to come and do this. I'm going to follow this law and, and, and follow the principle so that I can receive something. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that that mentality. My God, and then you talk about that 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 oh the princess syndrome how it messes up you know the lights i remember this this child and i was looking at her and and how they would treat her and they would just let her have her way stuff and and i was like oh my god and i just had to tell them look y'all are setting her up for failure y'all are setting her up to never be married y'all are setting Mm. her up to potentially be a domestic violent victim because mm. she's not going to be able to go off on anybody's son or hit them and things of that nature and think it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that they're right. going to just sit there and look and look at that because that's the way she has been treated all her life, that she could have all these tantrums, she could do whatever it is that she want to do, and with no um, mm. recussion. The text says, he said, spoil of the child. He said, uh, spare the royal. It actually say hateth the child. It say hate. Mm. And hate is a strong word. And the reason why I say hate is because it's saying, look, when you spell the raw, you hate your child because you are setting, just like you said, you're setting them up for failure. Look at King David. David, because he was, David was a great warrior. But when it came to parenting, Mm -hmm. that was not his strong suit. That was not his strong Mm. suit because he allowed his children to do whatever they wanted to do. Why do you say that, woman of God? Because when his son was getting ready to rape his daughter, she said, go as daddy. Daddy would allow you to have me. Do it the right way. Because whatever they asked, they got. And because they was was not accustomed to being disciplined, he raped Mm. her. He stole her innocence. Mm. He destroyed her life. And because of that, wow. it caused her brother. Look how this discipline, look how it af- lack of discipline affected David's family lineage. Then it wow. caused her brother to begin to, to be mad at his daddy, to be mad at his daddy because he didn't discipline the brother for, for violating his sister. He got mad mm. at his daddy. He got mad at his brother. Anger um, um, began to stir up. Wrath began to stir up. And then the murderous spirit arise in his life. What are we breathing in our own household because we are not disciplining them? And then he goes to murder his brother. And then later on, he was after to murder his daddy. Because guess what? Resent- he held that resentment in his heart from his daddy because his mm-hmm. daddy didn't discipline the brother. And because they knew that they weren't going to get disciplined. Leave and watch this when he was when he was after david to take david life david ran david then was strong david was a powerful a powerful warrior he could have took took them took his army out at at any given time in addition when he sent his man back to go fight he said leave my son alive you talking about the same one that's trying to kill you that don't cause you to abandon your throne you talking about leave that Mm. one alive because why? Mm-hmm. You didn't want him to get disciplined. And then when you look at his other son, Solomon and Ajaniah, a- a- I believe that what his name was, when it was time for Solomon to get ready to take over the temple, when his daddy, I mean the, um, the kingship, when his daddy was getting ready to die because they lacked discipline, he want to, mm-hmm. he go and tre- um, um, commit treasonry. He going to go and, and, and put things in his own hand and he going to go take over the king, try to take over the kingdom himself and then commit a treason against his brother and it cost him his life. Why? Why? Because of lack of discipline. Look at all that chaos. Mm. Look mm. at all that chaos. Mm. Pre- you know, and I know those are men. Those are men that I just watched. Come, but that's still dealing with the princess syndrome. I get my way. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever it is mm-hmm. that I want to do. So not only does that happen in the life of women, but it happened in the lives of our son. That's why our sons mm-hmm. and you know things like that here killing people and things of that nature because they say I see that I want it, and so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take it. Right. How about that? Oh my right. God. Okay, right. you're gonna stir That's up good. a lot of stuff. <laughs> that, that 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 was good. That was literally 
you know, I literally wrote a blog post about it. I was trying to find it about manip- about manipulation uh, not being, you know, something that you can, you, you, you cannot manipulate God. So, you know, I, I put that God, you cannot trick God because God is not a trick. And so when you, <laughs> because see, when you coming out of the lifestyle, you know, as I started to speak to the women about what it is they have to do to nurture their relationship with God, which is the first chapter of scriptures for strippers. The first thing to nurture your relationship with God is to drop your motive. Mm-hmm. Only thing you want is to know what he wants to do, what he, what he wants, figure out what he wants. And see, that's fine. You know, somebody from this lifestyle, that's not a problem for them. But the question is, you know, they have a long list of stuff they're going to pull out later. Okay, well, okay, God want this. Well, I want this. We're not worried about what you want. A lot of that stuff is going to change on your list once you figure out what's on his list. Mm-hmm. So you trying to figure out what uh, what you got to say and do because, you know, everybody make a joke about it, but it's serious. When you're trying to really implement this interaction with God, when you say, well, Lord, if you bring me out of this, I won't do this no more. It don't work like that. Like you said, he don't. he's not bargaining with you. He's not bargaining with you. He didn't save you just so that you can get your way again. He saved you so that he can have his way in your life. And if that's not, if you're not gonna recognize that, you 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 are going to continue to sin, and you will even eventually end up dying prematurely because you're not even on the track to uh, do what God is having you do. You're gonna be stuck, and you're not gonna make it out because you're not trying to get what He's trying to get you to do. You're trying to get Him to bless what you do. It is very apparent to me, it's very clear that a lot of people, not just people in the strip club, but a lot of people are praying to God to get a blessing from the devil. They want God to do something. They're asking God to move, but what they really want is for the devil to win in their life. Right. They want a contract with a company. They want It's like that's a demonic company you're trying to get in with. But you And guess what? You have the type of attitude that it doesn't matter what you got to do. You're going to do it to get it. You're going to do whatever. So once you do start working over there, if they start doing stuff cricket, you're going to be with it because you just mm-hmm. glad to be in the number. Right. So if you don't have the right attitude, you're not going to get no contract with that company. Your, your, your entrepreneurship have to have the right motives. Mm-hmm. Come on. And if you are in business for yourself, a lot of people are in business for themselves for the wrong reason. They got the wrong expectation too. Well, I ain't want to work all this hard. Well, you know what? Go work for somebody else because they they doing a whole lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't know that they're doing. Right. And, and, and to be in business for yourself, you have to have God as your boss and have God direct your path and God direct you and have him um, be glorified in that. That's Amen. how you are successful when you're working for yourself. Because really, it's not about for yourself; it's for God. Because that's what. Because look, you don't have a boss. You you don't have to smile at nobody. You just got to make sure you smiling at God and making sure God smiling back at you. <laughs> Amen. Look, I just want to read this scripture because it, it over here in James, James four, it said, "You ask and do not okay. receive because you ask amiss, that you may mm. spend it on your pleasure." Mm. Adulterous. And adulterers and adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is enemy, enemy with God? Mm-hmm. Who, what, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. It said, "Oh, yeah. do mm-hmm. you think that the Scripture said in vain? The Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy." 
but he gives more grace therefore he says god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble and so mm. now when you, you're trying to trick god amen and, and 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 deceive and manipulate god you know he he sees that heart and that's in everything right. that you do in your business endeavor you know your education everything that you do that's why our, our motives we have to make sure we have to check our motives make sure that our motives are in line i mean you got people in the church house you trying you praying for somebody else's husband to be yours that ain't of god Mm. That ain't that ain't of God. That's manipulation. You don't went over into witchcraft, and see, yeah. see, don't get me in a whole nother a whole nother thing. It, it, and you see, know, so, and see, when you keep ahead. on praying for you, when you keep on praying to be happy, and, and see, because it's today, you know, we 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 in the Valentine month and stuff like that, and so you know, we we don't want to be lonely, and, and we want to be whole, and want to be in a relationship. When we don't realize and understand that we are already in a relationship, and we are never without God then we can focus all of that energy on keeping that relationship with God strong and just asking God to rebuke and cast down the spirit of attraction to somebody who is with somebody else. I have had to do that. I have had to cast myself down after I realized that that's what was happening because, you know, we start to feel this depression and this rejection and just, just, just a little bit of tension, jealousy, and just all this, like you said, it's witchcraft. It just bring all these negative things. Like, why am I praying more and feeling more negative? feeling bad, feeling worse, is because I'm praying for the wrong thing. I'm asking God, and God is like, so you go sit up here and be in a relationship with me, but ask me to let you be more with somebody who's somebody else. You need right. to get right with me, and you need right. to really understand, and yo, you need to want me more than you want anybody. And guess what? The more you want him, the less he wants you back, and that's going to draw you to me. <laughs> You know, that's just absolutely powerful. You know, we're going to take it, y'all, because this, this conversation has just been so good and so powerful. Hey, man, we surely, y'all know, we missed a break, but to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. I just think you've just been a fountain um, upon upon our lives. And, and what I'm going to ask, we're going to get ready to take a break. And you guys go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platforms because so that those that you know, amen, so that they can get what it is that they need um, through the messages that are being released right here in the church on tonight as God is just using Miss Smith, amen, and what it is that he's given unto her to shine light so that the people of God can come out of darkness, amen, um, into the marvelous light in the majestic name of Jesus. So we're going to take a break, and even as we take taking our break, we're going to let uh, Miss Smith go ahead and, and inform you on the things that's coming up, what God has next in, in her line up, lineup, um, and how he is continuing to expand her borders and empower women right where they are so that they can move into their destinies amen so go ahead and share it on your social media platforms so that they can connect with this powerful conversation we'll be right back in the church in jesus name amen go ahead miss samara you can go ahead and give your amen Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Miss uh, Smith, go ahead, amen, and tell us about what God has, amen, in store for you next. Amen. For Okay, so the next thing, the next huge thing that God has shown me is that there will be a mass exodus of women coming out of this industry. 
uh, from all the different um, platforms, whether it's uh, strippers, escorts, porn stars, and the like, victims of sex trafficking. God said that a lot of them are coming out. And so he showed me a vision for mass exodus from entertainer to entrepreneur, which is a conference for women who will be leaving adult entertainment and coming into business of their own or seeking out careers that will allow them to transition permanently from adult entertainment. And so this conference will have a showcase of women who have successfully transitioned from this lifestyle and have been sustaining themselves with monetary, you know, gain from outside of the club. They have not been working in the club. They have not been participating in prostitution. They have successfully transitioned either into entrepreneurship or another career. We're going to have scholarship opportunities and scholarship information for high school students and also grown people. We're going to have um, the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, going to have some information for you to get from them just in case you want to start your own business, what it is you need to know. We're going to have a temp agency there that's going to be ready to um, take the resumes of people who are ready to work and supplement their club income so that they can eventually stop going to the club and just continue to work outside for the temp agency or whatever the temp agency may bring them into. Uh, we have, we're going to be having uh, the free HIV testing where you will receive a $5 Walmart gift card um, with every test. And there's going to be information from the WIA, which is the Workforce Initiative Act, which is a state-funded program to help people uh, become trained with a new career through the state uh, up to $5,000. It's free to apply and it worked. I went through it myself with, uh, to obtain my insurance license. So all of these things are things that I know. Uh, we're going to have some dynamic speakers. It's going to be an epic event. It's going to be some door prizes, some games. And I just want to encourage the women. I want people to see that you don't have to stay in the club. You know, it's not about judging you and saying that, you know, you should just stop dancing. It's about, you know, you saying, well, I'm, in, I'm going to the trap. My new tagline for scriptures for strippers is don't just be in the trap, be in transition. Use the club as a stepping stone to something else because there are benefits to working there. You can work there and get paid and you don't have to be on a schedule and all of that stuff, depending on where you work. Some of them, they, you do have to be on a schedule. But <clears throat> there is a way for you to leave that lifestyle into what God really wants you to do with your life, something you can be proud of, something that God can use you in, and you will have a better relationship with him because you are not using the wiles of the enemy to live and survive. And I just bless God for that because um, this will be the first one, and it's going to happen in Clayton County, Georgia. The tickets are free. They are on Eventbrite. There will be light refreshments, and the caterer has transitioned from the lifestyle as well. Um, it's just going to be an epic, epic event. Um, on March the 10th, there's going to be uh, the Red Hills in the City Conference, which is a conference for women that will be located in Decatur, Georgia. Um, the tickets are on Eventbrite as well. And this event is to empower women and to uh, encourage them to live in their truth and also to fight the uh, stigma of HIV, AIDS, and to just help people become educated on the, um, just, just educated on the disease. And I have some more things coming up around May um, that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the um, mother-daughter tea is going to be in May in Atlanta, Georgia, and they, they don't have a, uh, a venue yet, but it's going to be the first Saturday in May. 
And Mass Exodus is the first Saturday in March. So get your tickets now. It's free, absolutely free. Even if you don't have a ticket, you don't register on the website um, or you don't register, you can just come, just show up. But you will have to check back on the tickets and check back and follow me on Facebook and Instagram to make sure that you know where the event will be because that will be determined as well. Um, I just bless God for this opportunity, and I'm just really excited for what God is going to do at Mass Exodus.
Glory, glory, glory be unto the Lord in this place. You were just listening to God Will Not Fail by Arnita Yancey. Glory be unto God. Know that he will not fail you no matter where you are. Amen. He said, look, no weapon that has been formed against your life shall prosper. Amen. If you're in heaven, he's with you. If you're in hell, you place made your bed in hell, he's right there with you because he'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Glory be unto the Lord. He does just one cry away. He said, you call upon me. Amen. When you call me, I deliver you from all of your fears, from all of your trouble. God will not fail. I do want to just welcome you back in the church on tonight. Well, we're just in a powerful conversation. Amen. Glory to God with none other than Sayuri Smith who is the author of Astray and Strippers I'm sorry Strictures for Strippers Amen Glory to God thank you Jesus that God is just using her in a powerful movement you just heard that they're doing a major event Amen Um, um, Glory to God Mass Exodus Glory to God that is uh, bringing women from the entertainment industry to entrepreneurship. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. In pushing, mobilizing in a massive uh, production, in a massive way. Amen. Just how Moses um, brought out all of um, the Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage to the promise, leading them to the promised land. That they are doing that same thing. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Taking them out of the entertainment industry into their purpose, their promise, and what it is that God has given unto in their lives. Amen. Um, glory mm-hmm. to God. And thank you, Jesus. And they are utilizing individuals of, you know, of one kind who have been in the industry but have transitioned. Amen. Um, to be entrepreneurs. Amen. I'm um, glory to God. So I absolutely love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Amen. And so we've been we've been talking about some things that's, you know, kind of in the book of uh, Amen of scriptures, scriptures for scriptures. Amen. Glory to God. So I just it's a it's a a a scripture that she have in the book that I just want her to get ready to expound on for us and why this particular scripture and it, it is Proverbs sixteen and twenty five and it says there is a way that seems right to a woman and appears straight before her, but at the end of it is the way of 
death. And so, uh, Ms. Smith, I just want you to expound, why did you choose this particular scripture and what does it mean to you? And, and, and as you have been journaling, you know, and putting this um, in your journals to bring it into the book, you know, um, why was that, what made this scripture profound for you to help you lead you to where, where you are today? Well, with it saying that the way seems right, a lot of us, we do what seems right and straight. We have a plan. We have it. Okay, well, this seems like the right thing to do. We make a lot of decisions based on what we feel like might be the right thing to do, but not understanding that when we don't filter it through the Holy Spirit, because it's, because it's, 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 it's what I came up with. It's not something that God gave me. Then the end of it is death. Because it's basically a sin, you know, when you're out of the will of God, you're not living, you're living in sin, but not on purpose. You're trying to just do what you feel like is right. And so when we do what we feel like is right, it may seem like we got a straight, it's a straight shot to it. All we got to do is this, this, and this. All I got to do is dance, pay my tuition, go to school, and that's a wrap. But guess what? That's your plan, but when you actually get on that road, when that rubber meets that road, and them twists and turns and them curveballs start coming, and you have to start dodging all dodging the enemy, you can run off the road and die because you're on the wrong road in the first place. And so, when I was a child, and I was about 11 years old, I wanted to be a dancer, and back then it seemed right, and I had a plan. It seemed like a straightforward plan. All I got to do show up at the club do my best dance moves, and win the money because I thought it was a competition. But if I were to stay in there where it actually was, once I actually got there, it was nothing like how I thought it was going to be. And so um, it seemed right. It seemed like it made sense. But once I got in there, there was a whole lot of other stuff that I mentioned before on this, you know, on this broadcast that was thrown at me. And all of my issues started to be basically trying to be used against me that was going to kill me. Because the spirit of suicide will settle on you when you suffer from rejection, depression, isolation, and hopelessness, and all of these other things that comes upon you from being in there. But when you made that plan, and you have said, well, well, this seemed like the right thing to do, you did not foresee that thing happening. A lot of times when we are talking to women, when I work with women in transition with For Sarah, we are talking to people who have made a decision to become a prostitute. Nobody kidnapped them. Nobody put a gun in their head. Nobody convinced them. This is something that they did on their own. It seemed right. But guess what? Now she have AIDS. It seemed right to just, I mean, I mean, to provide for my family is the right thing to do, right? All I got to do is advertise myself online. I'm not standing outside like a prostitute. I done took myself a picture and posted it. And when I get a call, I show up. I do what I got to do with whoever. And then I come and I get the money and I go pay my bills and I feed my children. It seems right because you're doing something for your kids. But at the end of that way to make it for your children is death. Because now you have a disease that's going to be expensive to keep under control for you to stay alive. And so that, that scripture right there can go a lot of different ways, but that's, that's the reason I put in there. And it's actually in a, in the chapter of uh, the company you keep, because a lot of times we have friends that will guide us and we'll come up with plans, even with our friends. And we, it might seem right, but the, the, the way that she moves, she going to die. But if I don't recognize that, then she can die or we both can die. But I need to recognize the plans of everybody who's around me so that I know how I fit in and how it can affect me. 
and my relationship with God. Wow, that's powerful. I'm looking. Oh, um, and and I, I just wanted to tie in even before I just jump in. <laughs> Amen. Womanhood. Womanhood. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting here, um, looking at your chapter, um, on womanhood, and you know, as you talk about, you know, blossoming from a girl into a woman, you know, is a process, and becoming mm-hmm. more valuable, um. Then for physical beauty, a good time or a party girl is essential in developing into um, a full-grown woman. Understanding God's purpose for your life is important to developing into full womanhood. And so I want you to talk about that for a moment, but also tie in the scripture of 1 Timothy 5 and 6, where in here you talks about she who lives in pleasure and self-gratification giving herself up to luxury and self-indulgement is dead even as she still lives. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, just like with the princess syndrome, you know, because the, the princess syndrome, it just it just screams immaturity to me because, you know, we're as a grown woman, you know, being a princess is kind of like, don't you want to be a queen? You know, instead of a princess, because the princess mm-hmm. is for like babies and kids. They're coming into queenhood, queendom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, when you are uh, living in your purpose or understanding your purpose that's for your life through God, you have left the things that you want behind, which is being a little girl. The things that you want, you have more spiritual maturity and you are spiritually stretchable to, to, to allow yourself to drop what you want and drop being, you know, basically living in self-gratification. I do for me and mine. I only want what I want. I don't really care what nobody else wants. I want to have the best, and I need red bottoms. I need to eat lobster every Friday, you know, and I, and I need to indulge myself. You end up <clears throat> in lack because you're living in luxury, and then you end up spiritually dead while you're still alive because you are not living in the will of God. And so when you are into full womanhood, you're, you, you have your feelings under control. You have the freedom to be yourself. And you are not not avoiding negativity because sometimes I mean some negativity just happens sometimes. I mean, it, especially when you are shedding who you used to be. A lot of people will have a negative response to the change because they are probably getting something from you or you are they're living vicariously through you. Oh my God, you went shopping today, girl? What you buy? Oh wow! But they paid all they paid all they bills. They just calling you to see how how it feel to live crazy. And guess what? She over here struggling, trying to figure out how she's going to pay her bills. But, yeah, she got all the trappings of the world and all these materialistic, luxurious things. But she's not living in womanhood because womanhood is responsibility and doing what you need to do, not what you want to do. And it takes periodic self-examination and evaluation. When you are in womanhood, you're always trying to figure out what it is you need to do better and different so that you can get the things that you're supposed to have, especially when you're asking God for so much. God has already given you some of the stuff you're asking for. You just have to go and operate in it. But if your personality type doesn't match with what you want or what you're trying to go after, that's something you have to change and you have to operate in and go get it. You know, if you are a princess or you've been, you know, coddling, you just used to everything being about luxury. You, you're not used to being uncomfortable. It's certain stuff you're just not going to get. And you have to examine yourself to say, 
you know what, instead of me laying in the bed until 11 o'clock, I need to get up at 7 o'clock and make sure I take care of my business so that by 9 o'clock when all the business open, I can call them and make that connection with my business and, and be blessed in my business. But when I wake up at 11 and call them at 1, it's lunchtime for them. But I mean, me being spoiled, I mean, it's just it's just understanding that things are not going to be convenient for you. And you have to step outside of yourself to get what you need. Is a part of growing up and being a woman. Amen. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, King David and just thinking about, you know, even the things that, that he went through because he had to go through a transitioning, you know, in, into manhood, you know, um, as as well when he came from beside of what it is that he wanted. So I'm going to talk about Psalms 51 in a moment, but I want to start here. Psalms 26, um, where, because mm-hmm. you're talking about examining, we got to be, we got to be honest you know where we are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you know yes. david said look oh lord for i have walked in integrity and i have trusted in the lord without wa- wavering and he said examine me yes. examine me mm-hmm, oh lord mm-hmm. and try me test my mind and my heart lord have mercy mm-hmm, he said mm-hmm. test my mind and my heart and so even when i think about test my mind and my heart you know because sometimes you know like i said you know we, we're in and out and uh, you know people will go in and out of things and situations things of that nature but you know we get in those situations where he's testing our mind and our heart some translations say test my motive in my heart mm. right you know t- test mm. my motives so to make sure that I, I'm, I'm my motives are right that I'm not trying to deceive you God to, to get what I want to stay hindered in a in a um, prince's syndrome and, and stay as a little girl you know Apostle Paul said you know when I was a child I thought as a child amen but mm-hmm. when I became a man I put childish things away Mm-hmm. We know in Psalms 51, when um, David had committed adultery, when he had committed murder, you know, um, and, and things of that nature, he had to go, you know, God cleanse me. But he had to be true mm-hmm. to himself to know where he was. And he said, if you watch me, I know that I'll be clean. And then what I love about him in that, he in 51, he was telling God, you know what, God, as you cleanse me, as you purge me, as you put in me a, 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 a renew my mind and put in me a right heart and a renewed spirit in me i'm going to go and tell of your ways he said look i'm going to go right. and teach those who are who are operating in those same ways who are bidding those same things you know that i'm doing i'm gonna go and teach them that your ways so that they could do right you know amen right. to God, so that they can do right by you glory to god but i i need you to to search my heart Amen. I, I need mm-hmm. you to do this thing for me so that I would so that I would no longer be as a child or I would no longer be as a little girl um, or, or, or a boy so that I can walk in womanhood. Mm-hmm. I can walk in manhood. I can walk in my priesthood. Right. Amen. Glory to God. Right, Thank right. you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's just absolutely powerful. I, I, I want to talk about your, your, your chapter transitioning out. You know, we're mm-hmm. all transitioning. We're constantly in a place from transitioning from one place, you know, to a next. And, you know, um, you guys know our, our theme for the 42 days this year was um, the shift, a new thing. 
And I love it because mm-hmm. she started her this particular chapter off with Isaiah 43 and 19, which was our theme. And so that even in this text is all about transitioning, you know, transitioning from the old into the new, because he started off in, in verse 18, you know, leave the former things, forget about the former things. But verse mm-hmm. um, 43 and 19 said, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it spring forth. Do you perceive it? And will you mm-hmm. give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and and titus mm-hmm. you got you have titus three and eight here and this is really what i say apply themselves to honorable occupation and so you started this book out with, with transitioning what does what does transitioning look like transitioning out i mean because you know whether it's from the strip club whether it's from transition from alcohol drugs prostitution you know whether it's transitioning from overeating you know and whatever it may be we've been transitioning from you know rejection low self-esteem doubt insecurities jealousy envy bitter whatever we're transitioning from just just talk to us a little bit about that process what does it look like well you know the next part of that transition uh on the next page is uh let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the lord which is in lamentations 3 and 40 and so when we're transitioning, we have to just take our nasty, broke self to God and let him clean us and let him direct us and let him reprogram us. And so when we're trying to transition, we're trying to change, we have to get, we have to, you know, exfoliate. <clears throat> you know, when we're cleaning our skin, you know, every day we wash it, you know, we put soap on the rag and lather it up and wash it and rinse it off and, you know, dry off and keep it moving, you know, put lotion on, grease, whatever. But when, sometimes there is a time where you have to go and sit with just your feet in some water so that you can scrub and exfoliate and get the dead skin off not just dirt but the skin that's on you which has become a part of you mm-hmm. we have to get this put the get that off of us so that we can have the the real sole of our feet down there because see I, you know we walking on you know walking on our feet but a lot of that stuff can come off and we can still have our feet and a lot of that stuff is not good if you if you don't clean your feet right if you don't have you know good um hygiene with cleaning your body and getting the dead skin cells off you begin to break out on your face you know if you don't wash your face right or you know your back broke out because you can't get to it but when we when we want to change and be a new creature we have to first be cleansed and we have to not just rinse off or wash off we have to scrub ourselves and so we can't really scrub ourselves we have to let god scrub and that's why it's important for us to get into the word so when we're in transition depending on what we're transitioning from you know will determine what we have to scrub from our life and sometimes you know we have to we have to soak it you know we have to soak in the water before we scrub our feet you have to really soak in the word of god so that when you come out of that thing people will fall off by themselves when you when you soak in in the word of god and when you have been soaking in meditation on the word of god you have been soaking in prayer and just just marinating in the word it's some stuff just slides right on off. And some of the stuff you would have to scrub because it's internal. Some people, that, that when they don't listen to the same music you listen to, and when you turn your stuff on and they complain, they just going to fall off by themselves, which is good. But your urges, your, you know, your desires, your issues and shortcomings inside you, like that you talked about earlier at the beginning of the broadcast, you know, the things that we're dealing with that got us in a situation in the first place, we have to take those to God and allow God to show us how we will now handle it and now deal with it. Because we're dealing with, we're new, we're doing a new thing, 
So we got to do a new thing. <laughs> Since something else is going on in our life, we can't do it how we would usually do it. And so when it says, let us test and examine our ways, it's like, well, okay, Lord, what about this? You know, I do this too. Stop doing that too. It's a whole bunch of stuff that when you start to let God examine you and, 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 and show you when you return to the Lord and you're being shown who you are and you're measuring it up against who God wants you to be, certain stuff going to drop. And that's the first step of transitioning is allowing those things to drop and then also learning how to proceed in a new way. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He said, a new thing, a new thing, a new thing. Amen. And I love it because he said, I'm doing a new thing. Will you perceive it? Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory mm-hmm. to God. Thank you, Jesus. Meaning that, look, you know, God just said, look, I, I, I want to do something. I'm doing something new in your life, but I need for you to, you know, I need for you to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. I need for you to examine your ways. I need for you to bring yourself to a place where you are focused on me. I need for you to let the past go. Let that past go. Amen. So mm-hmm. that you can bring mm-hmm. attention to what it is that I'm doing in your life. So that you can pay attention to the transformation that I am bringing forth about in you. So that you won't operate or go back into the errors of your ways. So that you won't mm-hmm. go back and find yourself in a place where you are trapped mm-hmm. and you can't get out. That you don't know. You talked about earlier. Say, look, you don't know if you, when you make that wrong turn, would that be the wrong turn that take your life? Would that mm-hmm. be the wrong turn that bring you in a place of depression or oppression? Right. Would it be in the right. wrong turn? Would it be in that place where bring you to a state where you come in, in more bru- a bruise, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, you know, no matter where it, where, wherever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that wrong turn, you know, I'm, I'm still in, in transition right here, right? Um, you know, and so we have to leave the past behind and we have to focus on what it is that God is doing because he's doing something new. Amen. Glory to God. And so we got to, um, we got to do, we got to operate in the newness. He said, look, um, and we, and, and amen. I'm, I'm thinking about Ephesians right now where it said, be renewed in the attitude of your mind, the mm-hmm, attitude mm-hmm. of your mind. And when you're renewed in the attitude of your mind, then it said, look, you can put off the old man and put on the new man. Amen. That you've been mm-hmm. created in in Christ Jesus, and so that we can begin to mm-hmm. operate and, and move, you know, Christ like. So I'm I'm looking at um, walking on walking on water. I, I love it. I I, uh, I I love this. This is just one one of my phrases. One of the things that I say and 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 I and I deal with, um, you know, a lot. Um, when you know, just you know, walking on water. You know, I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm a water walker. You know, I'm defying mm. the odds, right? I'm defying mm-hmm, the odds, mm-hmm. hey, amen. I'm defying every odd that's stacked up against me. And so, you know, made me think about, you know, when Peter walked on water, he did. De- he defied gravity you know he did what was not necessary i mean what mankind couldn't do based upon the natural boundaries of life and things you know and so many times you know we are in the trap because we are we are confined to the boundaries of the labels that people have put on us and and we are allowed and we've called to put on ourselves and things of that Mm -hmm. nature and it keeps us from 
being able to walk on water, to being able to walk in truth, to be able to defy what it is that other people have spoken about our lives, what other people have set up for us, you know, and, and things of, of that nature. So you said this, I heard the phrase, follow the yellow brick road over and over and look looked into the lake. I heard another phrase whispered to me, your blessings are ahead and not behind. I put my bare foot on a smooth stone and stood in the water amazing to see how I could make it to the other side without even getting my clothes wet my god what what provoked that thought mm. okay so this was a meditation that I, I, I vividly remember because I was in a period of fasting and praying and I was feeling slightly I felt the spirit of suicide coming and I just cut myself off from eating. And the only thing I was doing was reading the word and crying all day. <laughs> so I was laying down and I saw this vision of, I felt like something was behind me chasing me. And so, you know, I was afraid, you know, when you get chased in the woods, you don't know whether to go left, right, or straight or what. You just know you can't go back because they're behind mm-hmm. you trying to get you. Right. And so I was going forward. And then it said, follow the elevator road. And I followed some path and I got to this water and I'm like oh my god like I'm not getting in no water with alligators and all this stuff. I don't want to get in no deep water I don't know if it's deep I don't you know I don't I don't know but you know I, I, I can hear the pursuit the pursuers coming and I stepped into the water I stepped on the stone because I did not have any shoes on either and when I stepped on the stone and I looked down in the water I was just like okay well it's not that deep and it's you know God said just go the voice kept just go forward and step on whatever stone you see and so I would just step very carefully on, you know, kept looking down into the water and looking at the stones that were just beneath the surface. I wasn't focused on whether or not the water was deep or not. I was just focusing on if the water, if the stone was big enough for my foot <laughs> and if it was going to move, I didn't worry about that. I just stepped on it. And so I kept stepping. And when I looked up, I could hear the pursuers. It was like an ugly monster after me. And it was a beast on the shore and I looked back but when I looked back I was in the middle of the water and when I looked back that thing was looking at me like I'm not getting in the water and I was like I, that's what I said but I was standing and, for, and from his point of view it looked like I was walking on the water and God really revealed to me he said when you use me when you step where I tell you to step you will not slip that's good. If, because because Jesus is the cornerstone. He got your back. He has the cornerstone support the whole building. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the cornerstone, you won't be able to uh, have a building. And so it's like every one of these stones that you step on is the cornerstone. When you walk in the path that Jesus has set for you, whether it's in water, whether it's in the desert, to keep your feet from burning, you will be good if you step where I tell you to step. And that's, that brings me to another scripture about the straight and narrow path. You know, you can't look to the left or the right. If I step and I start trying to step wide or I start trying to do other stuff, I'm going to fall. And who mm-hmm. knows what's in the water? And so when you try, when you do what God wants you to do and you continually just step where he tell you to step and do what he tell you to do, you make it to the other side out of danger and you're in a blessed wide place where you can stand wide legged, you can jump, you can do whatever. It's because you were successful in listening to what the word of God said and doing what he had you do. But you had to be specific, strategic and attentive to what he is telling you in order for you to make it to the wide place. If you're doing whatever you want to do while you're in the water, you're going to drown. And if and, that, and who fault is that? If he's giving you direction and he's giving you a path, but you don't want to be on the path. 
We back to the we back to the princess syndrome. You want to do what you want to do. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Well, guess what? What you do and what you don't do will determine what you what the results you get. So if you don't want to walk on this water or walk on these rocks, then you're not gonna make it. <laughs> you either gonna get tore up by the monster that's trying to chase you, or you're gonna drown in the water, or you're gonna get ate up by whatever's in the water. And so God showed me that, and I said I have to just continually do and go. It was a, it was not about me just sitting crying, and, you know, and just being sad about not getting my way. Not you know, I put applications out there, and nobody was calling me, you know. But I wasn't going out to find a job. And so when I went out to find a job, I found a job. <laughs> like I went out old school. Like I had my resume in my hand. I had passed my little insurance test stuff. I was just like ready to work. And when I went out there, I went to like three places. And the first place I went was the one that called me. But I still went to other places because I didn't know they was going to call me. But I remember sitting in my car and looking up and said, Lord, I'm out here. <laughs> and when I went in, I gave the lady the resume. She said, yeah, we're we, yeah, we looking for somebody. And it just blessed me just to hear a potential of a yes. Mm-hmm. I was th- I was I, I I was hollering in the car before I even got a job just to know that they're looking for somebody because when you put an application online you don't know what's going on you know they don't email you or nothing you don't know and so that 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 was an epic meditation for me to just say that you have to be on the right track and you have to keep moving because even if I had been on the first or third rock that thing could have still got to me right when it came out I had to keep moving and going and trusting and not really worried about who was behind me what's going on because guess what I'm going toward my new thing and when I go toward my new thing I leave what's behind me back there and I have to trust that's a real faith walk right there <laughs> right mm. <laughs> amen you're absolutely right trust 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 in the Lord all oh, your yeah. heart not lean on your own understanding and always acknowledge right. him and he go right. direct your path you know and it, it may not look you know um, look what is familiar to us that's mm-hmm. why he said mm-hmm. amen forget about the former things don't get caught up in what you're used to looking at because I'm doing a mm-hmm. new thing I, I'm, I'm doing a new thing right Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so I just need you to trust me. I need you to trust in my voice. And I needed you just to follow where it is that I'm going to take you. You know, even when you start talking, it began to make me think about the Israelites when they got to the Red Sea. Mm. When they got to the Red Sea. Because when they was at the Red Sea, look, they had the Egyptians behind them pursuing them. Mm -hmm. Coming to overtake them. You know, mm-hmm. and so they and they was in the Red Sea was before them, and they had nowhere to go. Mm. And so, and and as a result, we know that God opened up the Red Sea for them, right? So that they can go mm-hmm. across the dry land to get to the destination in which He was in which He was sending them, right? And that's what He tell them, look, He had to tell Moses, look, don't don't cry out to me, and, and Moses had to tell them, look. Watch and see. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. The Egyptians you see today, you ain't going to never see again. And we Mm. know that God wiped out those Egyptians. God wiped out their enemies. God wiped out the things that was pursuing them. Right? Mm -hmm. Amen. But they had to trust, you know, glory to God, because they could have looked at that Red Sea opening like, what this? Look, this is crazy. (laughs) We never seen Mm -hmm. no sea open before. I ain't going this way. 
or mm-hmm. you know even with you going over you know all over the um the water and seeing the stones the stones that was that, that wasn't visible to the to the naked eye until you was a close enough to see that there was something right. there for you to place your feet on you could have been like no right. i'm not doing that you could have stayed stuck and that and, and whatever was chasing you could have came and consumed you could have consent came right. and, and devoured you and and, right. and you know and just took you out but you had to come to that place where you trusted god the last thing that i want to talk about because we're in the month of february and i know and you you, you touched on it a, a little bit amen but i you know i just want us to deal with just a little bit more about how important it was understanding the love of god for your life amen how important mm. is that for any individual amen um what are your thoughts upon it? How is it important? And if so, how important is it? It is the most important thing because it affects everything. If you don't have a relationship with God, because God made you, right? Like, okay, if something is broken, you call the person who made it. <laughs> you know, um, when we have something wrong with our car, we take it back to the dealership where we got it from. And we try to figure out, well, why you make something that don't work? And they say, oh, it do work. Let me just do something to it right quick. Change the oil on it or do something to it. Change it. They have to change it because they are, they're familiar with it. And so when you, when you have things that go on in your life, you know, when you become spiritually mature, you start to ask God, what is it that you're not doing? Because the only person that you can change is yourself. So why figure out what everybody else is doing wrong? If you're doing everything the way you're doing it and you're getting a certain result, you need to be asking God what you need to do different to get a different result. And so if you don't have a relationship with God, the devil can come in and start speaking to you, and you're taking advice and you're, you're taking orders from the enemy. And the enemy is never on your side. The enemy is never going to do something to help you get to where you need to be. It might be where you want to be, but is it where you need to be? And see, we hear a lot of stuff that's good, but it ain't right. So we have to have a relationship with God so that we understand that whatever is good, we'll let let it be what it is, but we're not consuming anything that's not right. And God will always be right. Even when he say no or it's a negative response, it's always right. And so regardless of what it is you do in your life, um, employment-wise, you know, when you have a relationship with God, you will automatically obtain wisdom. And when you have wisdom, it's just certain situations you won't find yourself in because you're not living according to your flesh. You're not living according to um, things that you want to do. And so um, when, when you have um, understood what having a relationship with God means for you, you start to allow him to change your heart and your mind. I pulled up a scripture earlier about, um, I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Proverbs 20 and nine says, who can say I have made my heart clean and I'm pure from sin. Who mm. can say that? You know, if you don't have a relationship with God, you don't have a way of getting yourself clean. That's why you have to have a relationship with God. It's not about being an island or, you know, doing for yourself. You know, in Jeremiah um, 17 and 9 says the heart is deceitful above all things. And it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely and mortally sick. 
And so if my heart is sick, then, you know, I need God to come and help heal it. I need God to help me, you know, to, to, to help me by cleansing me. But if I do not have a relationship with God, then how can I get anything from God? A lot of people are wanting things from God without even knowing what God wants or what God requires or how God will have you live. Because when he have you live a certain way, you automatically going to be on the road to blessing. And so having a, a strong relationship with God will require you to abide by his rules, and it will he will imprint them upon your heart and inscribe them on your mind. That's what Hebrews 10 and 16 say. If you have been inscribed with the word of God, then you will automatically start to perceive wisdom and things. He will just drop revelations on you. And who don't want to get revelations from God? Like, that's awesome, <laughs> you know? Um, but the meditation in the Nurturing Your Relationship with God um, chapter is, God, I will cling to you, your word, and your ways. Work on and develop me into who you would have me be in all I do. I know that in you I am what I'm not, and I'm not what I am. Thank you for allowing me access to secret information and a close relationship with you. See, when you understand that you're not what you are and you are what you're not, that means that you're allowing yourself permission to grow and be different at some point. When they say you change, it's going to be a compliment. Yeah, I used to be doped up. Yeah, I used to be drunk. I used to be strung out. I used to be loud and, and rowdy and real ratchet and real wild, and I used to misrepresent God. But because I have changed, you you recognize that that's not the case anymore. And I bless God for that. You see what I'm saying? I'm not what I am, but I am what I'm not. I will be what I'm trying to come into. I'm not this right here. I'm wanting God to take this from me. Lord, take this thing from me. My heart is wrong. I, if I start giving off my own opinion of my heart, well, I got a good heart. When people say, God know my heart, it killed me. You know why? It's because you're assuming that God only is acknowledging the part that's good or what you think is good. He see all of it. Right. And when you have a relationship with him, he's going to cleanse the part that's not right. But don't just feel like just because he know it and you ain't dead that he's good with it. He's, it's called grace and mercy. He's giving you opportunity and time to come to him and so that you can have a testimony about him. That's why you're still here. And that's why, you know, God has showed me that he allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do without dying, without going to jail, without getting shot, stabbed, fight, or nothing for all that time so that I could tell people about him. It wasn't about me at all. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Very, very powerful. You guys know we have been having a dynamic time in the church on tonight where we have been um, speaking with none other than author Syira Smith with Strippers for strippers and amen astray glory to god he was a motivational speaker empowerment um speaker you know as well you know glory to god who have a passion for and zeal for the lord um glory to god who understand deliverance who understand healing who understand breakthroughs amen who understand the word of god and um Sayira, before we leave on tonight can you let our listeners know how can they contact you okay well there's a uh, website for scriptures for strippers um it's scriptures for strippers dot uh, com uh, you can follow me on instagram at sayuri smith that's s-a-y-u-r-i last name smith 
Um, you can look me up on Facebook. It's Sayuri Smith on Facebook and Twitter. Um, there's also a blog for scriptures for strippers. So if you are on WordPress, you can find me through WordPress. And uh, if you want to actually get some information on how to transition out of uh, any type of sex work, you can contact for Sarah, which will be number 4 sarah.net and we could be connected through that um you can send an email you can make a phone call but all of the information is right on the website um you can come to mass exodus and meet me in person i will be there and i hope that you will come out too to get you some information resources and encouragement and education on how to just improve and i just bless god for you um Minister Zorn for just having the heart to reach people who are lost. And I just bless God for you tonight. Amen. Thank you, woman of God. Bless you, bless you, bless you. You know, um, this this program has just been dynamic, you know, and I just love God because he's just flow how he want to flow. <laughs> Amen. In the oh, church, yeah. um, we don't, you know, we don't call him in any constraints or anything of that nature. We just allow him to move. And I must say that tonight has just been so powerful. And, and, and it, it definitely is an educational tool um, for those that are listening and even for those who will get the opportunity to listen to us on the um, replay on demand um as well glory to god thank you jesus also what i do want to mention about her as well for those that have um outreach ministries in your church and you need and, and you need training and development you know in that area don't don't mind you know don't hesitate to reach out you know so that you can be provided with the tools that's necessary for you to be able to go, you know, um, in, in different places, in the highways, the byways, the strip clubs with the prostitutes on the streets and things of that nature um, to so that you can go out appropriately um, to help those who are who are looking, you know, and seeking help, who's looking and seeking guidance so that you can make sure that you'll be a turn on and not a turn off. Amen. Right. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. You know, again, it's been a great, a phenomenal time here in the church on tonight, and we just thank you for listening to us and sharing this broadcast on your social media platforms and getting other people connected in this definitely powerful conversation. We will be back in the church next Monday at 6 o'clock p.m., Eastern Standard Time. And again, I want to say thank you again, Ms. Ayer Smith, for being with us in the church. It has been a phenomenal time. May God continue to bless you, strengthen you, enlarge your territory in the majestic name of Jesus. We will see you next week in the church in Jesus' name. With that being said, people of God, we're going to go in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we convened and we're convened in the church amen in jesus name amen amen and amen to god be the absolute glory thank you jesus hallelujah